Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. WannaCry Hero's new legal woes spell trouble for white hat hackers. By Lily Hay Newman. British security researcher Marcus Hutchins, who was indicted and arrested last summer for allegedly creating and conspiring to sell the Kronos banking trojan, now faces four additional charges. Hutchins, also called Malware Tech and Malware Tech Blog, is well known in the security community for slowing the spread of WannaCry ransomware as it tore through the world's PCs in May 2017. And as the months have dragged on since his indictment, he's been living in Los Angeles on bail, the latest developments in the case have stoked further fears among white hat hackers that the Department of Justice wants to criminalize their public interest research. Wednesday's superseding indictment, which ups the total number of charges Hutchins faces to 10, alleges that in addition to Kronos, Hutchins also created a hacking tool called UPass Kit and sold it in 2012 to a co-conspirator known as Vinnie K. Prosecutors also assert that Hutchins lied to the FBI during questioning when he was apprehended in Las Vegas last year. The original Hutchins indictment listed a redacted defendant along with Hutchins. The superseding indictment lists only Hutchins, which indicates to some observers that a shift has occurred. Back when Hutchins was originally indicted, I thought there was a possibility he might be cooperating and that he might get favorable treatment because of WannaCry. Now that seems way more unlikely, said Marcus Christian, a cybersecurity-focused litigation partner at the firm Mayor Brown, who was previously a prosecutor in the Florida U.S. Attorney's Office. It's usually a bad sign when they're charging additional crimes, particularly when one has to do with lack of honesty. So there could be someone else who's cooperating. One of Hutchins' lawyers, Brian Klein, said in a tweet on Wednesday that the new indictment is meritless and only serves to highlight the prosecution's serious flaws. Klein added, We expect Malware Tech Blog to be vindicated and then he can return to keeping us all safe from malicious software. The superseding indictment in the Hutchins case raises further alarms for security researchers who already saw the case as problematic. The indictment expands the list of alleged overt acts that the prosecution claims fueled the conspiracy, which broadens the implications for white hat hackers as well. 
The case has always charged Hutchins under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, which traditionally applies to illicit hacking cases. CFAA prosecutions, though, have generated tension between law enforcement and the security community for decades, with researchers and digital rights advocates arguing that the deeply flawed law is open to manipulation and overuse. But Hutchins' case actually goes a step further. Both indictments have also included counts of wiretapping, in keeping with a broader trend toward classifying malware that can steal data as an intercepting device. The word device is very fuzzy, said Ahmed Gapoor, an associate law professor at Boston University who specializes in cybersecurity and criminal law. If you were to stretch it to include development of malware, wiretapping provisions potentially have a broader scope than the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act and could really do an end run on security research. In one episode noted by the superseding indictment, Hutchins evaluated the hacking tool Phasebot in late 2014 and blogged about its shortcomings and weaknesses. Phasebot is a type of fileless malware that's noteworthy as part of a larger trend in concealing hacking tools from detection. The indictment interprets Hutchins' analysis of Phasebot as an attempt to discredit a competitor of the Kronos banking trojan. But the two types of malware are very different, and Hutchins' blog posts, if anything, would have helped Phasebot's developers improve their tool, a strange approach if Hutchins wanted to undermine the malware, at the same time that the research gave defenders a better understanding of how to defeat it. Monkeying with malware platforms, reverse engineering samples, and analyzing how hacking tools work are routine activities for white hat hackers and crucial components of the defense intelligence pipeline in private industry. By identifying these types of actions as criminal in Hutchins' case, the superseding indictment could have a chilling effect on digital defense research. The security community has rallied to Hutchins' cause, which appears to have empowered and emboldened him. It's been overwhelming the amount of people reaching out to show support lately, he tweeted on Thursday. But in spite of his resources, which aren't a given in these types of cases, Hutchins still faces the very real risk of a conviction and prison sentence. It's an ongoing investigation, and both sides can continue gathering evidence to present at trial, B.U.'s Gapoor says. But researchers have a legitimate cause for concern that they might be subject to a technicality in the law. Frankly, it's something that we should all be concerned about because we rely on these people for our security. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.